This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. Steady or not, let's talk marketing. Previously on Let's Talk Marketing with Sadie. Okay, we covered the four Ps. We talked about uh, why four Ps are important. And then we, we talk about product. And today, we're going to talk about pricing strategies. Okay, because you know why? Let me tell you all this. If you can create a good product and you know how to market it, you know where to sell it, you know where to tell people how to buy it and all, the next step is to determine how much are you going to charge your consumer. Because... As Malaysian, let me tell you this, I have to deal with a lot of comments like, Mahal near! Like for example, if I was to do like a food review or recommendation, right? Back then, I would have included the price of the product or the food, but I stopped doing that. You know why? Because I feel like Malaysians have this problem. Everyone wants me to accept that it is expensive or too cheap, even though I disagree. Now, pricing is one of the most important piece because out of all the four piece, right, pricing is the one that generates revenue. If you can see product is obviously, when you talk about product, it's a cost. Promotion incurs cost. Place also incurs cost. But when you set the price, you're able to make money or even losses depending on the strategies that you're going to come up with. So Malaysians are very particular about price. To a point, I really don't bother mentioning the price of the food because why? Our definition of price is so different. Of course, let's go back to basics. What is the meaning of price? Uh, what is the meaning of harga, right? So the general definition is the amount of money charged for a product or a services. Like you go to IKEA, you look at this furniture, that's the price that you have to pay. But of course, there is a deeper definition to it. For example, to some people, a price is not just about what's on the price tag. They see the overall value. So it is a sum of all the values that customers give up to gain the benefits of having or using a product or services. Let me give you an example. When I was eating at a very fancy Japanese restaurant, right? So I'm not going to name names because they are not sponsoring the episode. What happened was I ended up revealing the amount of price I paid when I was eating there. And after that, people were like, oh my god, mahal new. Like this, right? I might as well eat at another budget Japanese restaurant. Here's the thing. Yes, if I was to look at the price tag, memang, it can be a bit expensive, right? But I also take into consideration the value. What is the value we are talking about? Like when I was there, they took notes of my dietary restriction. Oh, they know I don't take beef, I don't take coriander, I don't like spicy food, and they customize food for me. And then they make sure that the service is tip-top. Like Because here's the thing, we don't think about the value-added services. Most of us are very black and white. We look at the price tag, we say, oh, expensive, but we don't think about the factors that come behind it. So today, we're not just going to explore why we need to stop with imposing that certain thing is expensive or too cheap. And we need to think about the value that somebody or your consumer may receive from you, right? So when you set a price, it is a biggest headache for business owners and even marketers. Why? Because you need to make sure that the price is ngam ngam. And it is where it is between too low to produce a profit or too high to produce a demand. Which means, if you want to set a price, let's say today I, I create perfume, dun, 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 right? My product, my perfume, obviously I cannot make losses lah because I have to weigh in the cost and whatnot, right? And then I cannot charge too high because I don't know what customer perceive. Would they think like, wait, why is this perfume so expensive? Now, you might also wonder, how do people come up with the definition of expensive or not? We're going to talk about that in a bit, all right? So, as marketers, we must remember that customers' perception of the product's value 
is what set the ceiling of the price. Now, you might look at a phone, Apple product, you might look at the newest iPhone and you say, oh my God, it's very expensive. But how come people still buy it? Let me tell you this. If you notice every year, we're not talking about just inflation, iPhones are getting more and more expensive and yet they're always sold out. It's not because, uh, you know, we are rich or we are actually not suffering or whatever. It's because there is a big group of customer that already perceive that Apple is superior. We talk about, we always use Apple as a benchmark because why? I'm not saying that Apple is a superior phone or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say. But they single-handedly created so many case studies for us marketers to study them. And it's all about what you perceive. Like, for example, we're talking about two bags, right? A bag that you find on Shopee, you say, oh, it's cheap or it can be too expensive. But LV or all those luxurious brands, they will sell the same bag with the same quality for even 10 times more than what you are paying for. And some people won't complain. Why? Because they already understood that, ah yeah, luxury brand ma, LV ma, ah yeah, Apple ma, of course lah, their price is like that. So when you have customers who believe that your brand is of a certain standard, you can set that kind of price, right? But you can ask me, uh, Sadie, how do I set the price then? So traditionally, there are two methods. Lah. So the most common methods that most people are practicing is this thing called the cost-based price. It's very straightforward. You create a good product, then you look at the cost. And then you set a price based on the cost because you want to make money and then you convince your buyer to buy. So when I say cost, right, as somebody who goes to restaurants, for example, another reason why I stopped mentioning the price of the food is because I am too lazy explaining why it is being charged a certain way. You see, when you go to a, a restaurant or a business, right, you need to think about their fixed cost that they are paying. Yo, fixed cost much very complicated, right? Basically, you probably would have heard fixed cost, overhead cost. What is that? It is a rental, their utilities. How much are they paying for their internet, salaries and whatnot. So all this plays a big role in setting the price. Why? Because they need to make money to pay their salary, ma, to pay the rental. That's why sometimes we always have a saying like if you go to those famous malls, can we name drop malls? Like if you go to the Gardens Mall and Mid Valley, right? The same restaurant can be on uh, on both Mid Valley and Gardens, but sometimes the price can be different. Why? Rental lah. And they cannot just charge you the same rate and they have to cover the rental, they will make losses. There's another thing called variable cost. It is a cost that varies directly with the level of production. So the materials, the ingredients, the packaging. Two pasta shops would have sold the same dish, spaghetti, right? One will charge way more expensive than the other. Why? Because maybe the ingredients are different. This is a real story. I've been to this place where I makan and I ask her, I said, oh, if I was to look at your price point, your, your price point memang a bit atas lah. Huh? So how do you justify that? So she explained to me, number one, rental law. Okay, I have rental to cover. I have my people to pay. And most importantly, my ingredients are imported. So when you're talking about things that are like, super good grades that requires it to be imported and then the, the handling must be proper and all right. Those are costs and those are the reasons why you are paying way more. But of course, you're going to say, but it's still very expensive. Then you are not the target market. Sad to say, if you are the kind of person that is very used to like eating really cheap food, cheap and, uh, hey, just because I say cheap food doesn't mean it's bad food. That's not what I mean. But just because you're very used to like, oh, I just want to get quick, cheap and fast bites. You probably won't appreciate a restaurant that be like, oh, you know, this run, like, our, our spaghetti, our pasta is imported from Japan, la, Australia. You won't care because it's not what you want. So you don't see the value in that. But because if you don't see the value in that, that will automatically mean that it's expensive for you. So 
looking at all these costs plays a part, right? Then you will decide lah. Oh, I know already the cost is this much to make a pasta. So maybe after everything, right, is 20 ringgit. So how do I charge then? So you would have mark it up, maybe extra 50%. Today, oh, you'll be like, okay, I want to sell 40 ringgit. You can lah. If you want to sell 40 ringgit, your profit is 20 ringgit. You must also remember, you can't just say, okay, I want to charge 20 ringgit. Why? You're also governed by the market rate. And of course, when I say govern, also it means our government can actually come and scrutinize and make sure that you don't overcharge certain things. I remember there was cases where some companies, they were fined for selling a mineral water for like 5 ringgit or more, even though it's not even. That aside, you must also see the market rate. Like in the market, how do most market players charge or sell their products? So there's this thing called the competition-based pricing. There's some businesses I know that will set the price based on what the market is setting. So on one hand, it's good because you're trying to play safe. Like you know that everyone is selling this perfume for 100 ringgit. So you did like, okay, I think I cannot sell 200 ringgit because everyone is selling 100 ringgit, right? So I, I cannot sell. But you must also remember that in business, it's never about price war. This is a real thing in the Malaysian scene. Everybody like to throw price. Everybody like to be like, oh, competition A is selling this product for 50 ringgit. So I'm going to sell 50. Tomorrow, competition A say, okay lah, since competition B is copying me, I cut to 15 ringgit. Can you match or not? If you follow competition-based pricing method, right? Your cost how? Are you going to be able to pay your, your seller? Are you even breaking even or not? That's the most important thing, you know. If you cannot, then how? Link up lah. So, when it comes to pricing strategy, you need to take into consideration of so many things. Of course, on paper, on textbook, there's a better way to set a pricing. It's called value-based pricing. So, remember the first step. When I talk about cost-based pricing, the first step is to you design a product first, then you look at the cost, then you tamba the, the, the profit and then that's how you set the price lah, kan? so value based pricing is the first one is you assess customer needs and their value perceptions so now you know you want to launch a product so today you want to launch Karopok right so you obviously need to see okay so in the market right there's so many kind of Karopok what makes my Karopok different from than the rest is it because I add cheese okay stop my stop with all the cheese products I'm not I'm not joking I'm serious y'all need to stop with cheesy products okay it's disgusting uh, maybe I want to add like wasabi I don't know like you think about something that's innovative right so you assess customer needs and they're okay now in the market there are too many cheesy products so I want to make it different I want to add sambal belacan inside my keropok is that what they want and what do they perceive if I launch this right then you will set a target price to match the perceived value how like um, as an aspiring business owner I basically have a focus group where I ask people around like hey if I was to give you this product, right, if I, I put it on the counter, how much are you paying for it? So, some people tested the product that I'm about to launch, teaser, teaser, and then they say, oh, it should be 100 ringgit. Some people say, oh, I don't think 100 ringgit is good for me. I'll be maybe 50, 60. So, from there, I know that their perceived value is this much and I cannot go crazy and say, okay, la, my product, my perfume is going to be 500 ringgit. Because from the get-go, the general consensus is your product is memang within this range, so I cannot go crazy because this is their perceived value. And it's not anyone's fault. Unless today, I'm like Beyonce, I launch a perfume, I can la, put that 500 ringgit because it's you not know, Beyonce, ma. But now I'm just sadie, a podcaster, humble podcaster. So my product must not match Beyonce because you don't perceive me as Beyonce yet, right? Then the third step is, then you will determine the cost to be incurred, which means first, you assess everybody's need already. Oh, so you want to launch the Karopok. Then you already ask people around already. You do your market research already. How much will people pay for this Karopok? Will people pay 10 ringgit for it or not? Or people will match the super ring price. Then 
you will determine the cost. You will start to ask the kilang, hey, if I want to do this, right, how much is the price? And then you design your product, your keropok to deliver, to deliver value. So that is ideally the best way to set the price that won't scare your consumer away. But of course, compact cost-based price and value-based pricing strategies, cost-based is very straightforward and it's very fast. Lah. Like if you are the kind of company, if you're a business owner that can immediately, you got model capital to launch your product already, right? you can do it like that. But when it comes to value-based, you need time. Why? Because you need to research, you need to think about, oh, what will people perceive my product and whatnot, right? Now, have you heard about market penetration pricing and market skimming? Okay, just now I talk about Apple products. Why? Because when you're about to launch a product, some brands, they will say, okay, I'm going into the scene. I'm going to charge very expensive. It's called market skimming. Not the S-C-H-E, it's S-K-I-M-M-I-N-G. Market skimming strategy. Means, right, the minute they go in like Apple products, that's why I say it's their best case studies. I'm not saying that they're the, they the best company, but best case study. They come into the scene, they sell you one phone, 10,000 ringgit. Example. Whereas other phones will be like, oh, I'm entering the scene, 2,000 ringgit only. Okay? Why? There's a strategy one. When they say market scheming means, right, they come in, right, they enter with very high initial price. Why? Because they want to scheme as much revenue as they can. Meaning, they know that not everyone can afford a 10,000 phone. But if 100 people pay for it, right, and how much are they earning? Did they, did, like, did, is it 100,000? If one phone is 10,000, 100, wait, do your maths. This is certainly my mathematics fail, huh? Marketers and their maths. Even my producer also laughing because she also cannot figure out how much. But you know lah. Okay, you just imagine, okay, 100 people and 10,000. And then there's a, f- that means, right, when they can sell this kind of price, right, because they are going to get a lot of revenue already, then they can slowly, ah, uh, then they can slowly introduce more units. Whereas, there are companies, they will come in and they say, okay, I want to sell my, my flagship, most powerful phone for 2,000 ringgit. Why? Because they want to get as many people to buy as possible. This is called market penetration strategy. Both got pros and cons. Like if you're a brand new business owner, right? You enter the, the market and then you immediately go very expensive price. You better make sure that the people, the customer already perceive that your product is going to be superior, your product is going to be better than your competitor and no competitor can come in and knock you out. Okay, until today, yeah, Samsung has been trying to like innovate their products. Whatever Apple can do, Samsung also can do. But you see the perceived value or not. And yet, Sometimes there are still people who are like, huh, this is a, a real story. I've read somewhere ago, one girl said, ala, Samsung kan, even if I pay 10,000, right, I don't find it expensive. You know, I don't find very atas when I hold it. You see, this is because her perceived value on Samsung is not the same as Apple. So that's why you know, before you want to go crazy with the price, there's a lot of factors that play into it. Uh, and then after that, when you set the price, of course, you will start to think about, oh, discount. When should you have discount? Okay, you want to do clearance, stock clearance, that's when you have discount. Or initially, you want to attract more people. But remember, all these price cut, la, price wall, la, and whatever that you want to implement in your product, you must remember, huh? if you go too low, Sometimes it's very hard for you to get back up because we Malaysians are very particular with the amount of money that we are paying. And that's not to fault us because we are all struggling financially. Uh, if you're T20, different lah. But most of us are like either B40, M40, right? Or we will start to think like, oh, if we pay this much, ah, is it berbaloy or not? So have a thing if you are like somebody who's about to launch a product, have a thing first. At the end of the day, what is the value that your consumer will perceive? Then you will know what is the right price to set. Sekian, and thank you for listening, sayangs! 